0: Hey everybody, it's Dr. Robin with another episode of Let's Be Real About Education. I'm currently a public school principal with over 20 years in education, from kindergarten to working at a university. I'm a passionate educator, lover of learning, and most importantly, a busy mother of two. I'm here to share all things education from a professional, realistic perspective if you can relate to anything I said this podcast is made for you hey everybody it's Dr. Robin again and today's topic is self-care we're going to talk about self-care as an administrator as a teacher as a parent and for many of us as all three our day to day business or way of things um, of life is typically really stressful. We live a very stressful life. Many of us have a morning routine that includes waking up, you know, getting the kids ready for school, making breakfast, getting ourselves ready for work, having a long commute, knowing that we're going to work with a busy schedule. And by the time eight o'clock hits, we're already tired and stressed out. It's the beginning of the day. And we are literally fatigued. So one thing that I always say is unique about being an educator. You are literally on stage for eight hours or more. You have to say the right thing. You have to present yourself a certain way because you are an educator. So you want to make sure you're giving off the right image. Then you have to take the time to teach. You may be teaching adults. You may be teaching children. But again, you're presenting yourself. You're coaching. You're guiding You're basically in the spotlight for the entire workday. So it's just like imagining if you had to give an eight hour speech or you had to do a presentation for eight hours. It's kind of like kind of what it's like when you're in education and you're doing this every day, five days a week for nine or 10 months a year. Every day you're on stage. Needless to say, that becomes pretty stressful It can be overwhelming. It can be a lot. Even if this is something that you love doing or it's a passion, it can be a bit much. And so it's so important that we balance out the day-to-day work life business with having the proper self-care. So if you were working in IT or as an accountant or maybe in another profession, it may be demanding But you might not have to be engaged as much as you are when you work in the education field. Not to mention the fact that you do have to, as I stated earlier, present yourself in a certain manner. So you don't, when you're an educator, you have people that are responding and reacting to every word you say, all of your actions. And most jobs just don't don't have eight hours of performing in front of a small audience. By the end of a workday, most teachers and administrators, you're tired, your throats are worn out, you're worn out, you have tension built up in your shoulders because you've literally been performing for an entire day. So you go to the store, maybe you're on your way home, you see a kid or a colleague, boom, lights, camera, action, you're back on stage because literally you have an image that you want to maintain as a professional and as an educator and all of this happens and it's just Monday. You got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to continue doing this. It's just really stressful. So day in and day out of being on stage and teaching, also completing reports, writing lesson plans, being evaluated, attending meetings, heading up meetings, it's just so much on your plate. Eventually, there comes a time when you really have to just put all of that to the side and you have to focus on self. How are you going to preserve your mental health? What are you going to do to restore your soul and your spirit? So when you feel like everything in you is depleted, take heed. Listen to those signals, because honestly, if you continue beyond that without taking care of yourself, you're no good to anyone. You're not good to the kids. You're not good for your colleagues. You're not good for yourself. So what do we do? Okay, now I understand Self-care is important and I, I'm under a lot of stress and so I have to correct or change it. So what do I do? So some of these things are going to sound like, is that going to actually help me or is that going to make the situation worse? But a lot of times, the way that you frame these things, I feel that it will make the situation better. So what's one thing you can do? You can get to work early. So one This automatically takes some stress off your plate because you're not anxious about getting to work on time or what's going to happen when you get here Will you have time to grab a cup of coffee or run by the restroom before you jump into action. If you get to work early and you're getting there in plenty of time, you can kind of use that time to calm yourself down, decompress, and start planning for your day. I noticed on the days where I got to work considerably early, I was able to, in fact, have a better day. Because what I would do is I would go into my office, sometimes they wouldn't even know I was there, close my door, plan out my day, plan some time for myself, like actually eat lunch. I would plan time for myself and prioritize other things. And it really would just help me to have a better day. So if you will plan to get to work a little bit early, take that time to actually get yourself together and get yourself in the right frame of mind. Another thing that you might want to do, if possible, and you can make it possible, you can make it happen in most situations, even though we feel like, ah, I don't have time. You literally have to make time. So take a break in the middle of the day. This may be just a five minute walk in between classes around the building inside the building maybe you work in a school and it has a gym and you can go in there and just walk around for a bit maybe you can go sit in your car maybe you can go to the restroom but just something that gives you a minute to take yourself away from your workload and just decompress something to reprieve you for, from your normal daily stress and it doesn't if if it's not possible to do this every day Make sure you're doing it at least when you need it. I had a colleague when I worked at a a middle school. Every day, my colleague at a certain time of the day would say, I'll be back. I'm going to get a Red Bull. And I thought, well, you know, and so one day I said, you know, don't you think it would be a little bit cheaper if you just bought like a case of Red Bull, kept it under your desk or put it in the refrigerator and then... When you needed this Red Bull, you could just go get your Red Bull. It's already here. And he explained to me, that's my time. That's when I take my five minutes and I drive to the local corner store or gas station or what have you. I purchase a Red Bull because that's time for me to get away from the stress that I'm having. And he would, you know, typically go around the same time, but that was just his way of getting away from the work and doing some self-care. I thought that was brilliant. And he didn't care what anybody thought because he understood how important it was for him to preserve his sanity. Another way that you can decompress, so to speak, is after school. And again, this doesn't have to be daily, but it can be frequently or however often you need it. But go to your room or your office or your cubicle, When everyone is leaving, take some time by yourself. You may listen to music. You may have your essential oils um, coming up. Just whatever it's going to do. You may be writing in a journal. Whatever it will take for you to decompress. Do this and get yourself together. Now, what you don't need to do during this time, and this is what gets me a lot of times. There may be a couple of people hanging around work towards the end of the day and I find myself socializing. This is not the time for socializing. You'll have the time for that and there may be some days when you do that. But when you're actually practicing self-care, this may be the time where you take some individual time to decompress and get your thoughts together and calm down. This works really well, especially if you have to go home and you have a whole other set of tasks to complete. I know with me, I have practice and plays and games and just cooking dinner and just so many things that are going to go home when I make it or go on when I make it home so I know that realistically my time at home is not necessarily going to be my time to just unwind and relax because I go home and I have a whole a whole other set of tasks to complete so if you know that this is something that happens with you it may be important for you to use the time at work to decompress also, sometimes when I have an opportunity, I take the long way home. It helps me to avoid a little bit of the traffic because a lot of times we're going home in rush hour. The freeway is packed. You know, there there's anxiety and stress just with the commute. So I will take the long way home just to kind of in a scenic route. Sometimes it'll take you through a countryside or a rural area. And it's a scenic route, and it kind of helps you to relax before you get home to the other set of tasks. Also, understand the power of no and a closed door. So, we are so eager to not let anybody down that when people come to us and ask for favors or ask if we have time to talk, we don't know how to say no. It's okay to say no, it's okay to tell a person. I really want to engage in whatever question you have for me or whatever conversation you have for me. Can I make sure I can give you all of my time tomorrow at noon or tomorrow morning when we get back? It's okay to do that. It shows the other person that you actually respect whatever it is that they have to say. But it also respects your time and your sanity. So it's okay to say no. And also understand the power if you do have an office or you're an administrator in a position where you have your own office. Understand the power of a closed door. There are many times when I am at work and I need five minutes and I close and lock my door. Guess what happens? A lot of times somebody will still knock on the door. I'll even hear them say, is she in there? You know, if she's in here. And I'm kind of thinking if my door is closed, even if I am in here, you know, clearly I don't want to be disturbed, but I don't respond. I don't react. I literally just take the time to get into whatever zone I need to get in so that I can be productive. And I just ignore the knocks. And if you do that long enough, people will respect the closed door. Now, if you close your door and somebody knocks and you say, who is it? Come in then you can expect to always have to say, who is it Come in? But after so long, when your door is closed and they understand that, hey, when that door is closed, you know, she's busy, don't disturb her or maybe she's not in because you're not gonna respond, that closed door will be your peace of mind. So understand the power of no and a closed door. Finally, a lot of times we wanna wait until the end of the day especially as a supervisor, a manager, an administrator, you want to wait to the end of the day to have a really serious conversation. If possible, that's not necessarily the best time to address those really heavy issues because you're ending your day with something that could possibly cause even more stress than you've already had throughout the day. And possibly because you have maybe had a stressful day, You may not even address that conversation in the most uh, productive way that you can. Maybe if you had that conversation, you know, with a fresh spirit. And I understand because you don't want to make the other person have a not so great day. But sometimes when you're already tired and they're tired, it's very difficult for you to convey your message and for the other person to receive your message. So kind of be strategic about when you're gonna have these really important conversations with with your colleagues. Something else to do to to take care of yourself, schedule exercise times. This may be on the weekend, it may be before or after work, and most importantly, stick to it. Exercise is always the first thing you wanna give up when you're busy or when you're stressed. But it is the one thing that we need the most during those times. We need an outlet to get some of that energy out of us, some of that negativity out of us. So we want to make sure that we do not only do self-care from the mental health perspective, but also taking care of your body, taking care of your temple, making sure you are healthy, eating right, um, working yourself out, being strong, having stamina, whatever it takes that exercise and self-care piece with that the eating right and the health, super, super important. Finally, partake in what makes you happy. If you like music, you make a time that you can just listen to music and that is all that you're thinking about at that time. If you like to read, read for pleasure. So many people will say, oh, I read all the time. And what you're reading is uh, work-related information, well, that's not really the type of reading that I'm talking about. Read what makes you happy. If it's self-help, if it's uh, fiction, if it's a romance novel, whatever makes you happy, go ahead and partake in those things. Candles, I love candles. When my candles are going, that's a time for me just to relax and reflect. If you want to relax with a glass of wine as you sit on your porch, Do that, but find something that makes you happy and make sure you take the time to enjoy that and live in that moment. You have to prioritize yourself. You have to prioritize making time for yourself because that is what makes you the most productive. So during this pandemic, it was actually a blessing in disguise for me and I'm sure for a lot of people because it forced us to slow down. It forced you to take time to think, to reflect, um, to spend time with your family, to talk to your friends, to rest, because now your, your actions and activities that you had to do were limited. So you actually had time to slow down, live and enjoy life. But we shouldn't have to be in a pandemic to slow down. We should understand when our bodies are telling us and our minds are telling us, hey, I need a break. And take heed to that. Listen to your body. Don't worry about what other people are going to say. Don't worry about if you're going to fall behind with your work. Because typically if somebody has to tell you to slow down, you're going to get your work done anyway. Because that's why we're having to tell you to slow down. You're putting so much into your job or your family. So don't worry about that. Now it's time for you to balance it out. You have your work and your obligations there, but you also have to make yourself an obligation. You are the priority. Make yourself the priority and be okay with that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me share. And remember, let's be real about education and let's be real about self-care. Take care.